Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big game, uh, big day today in the NBA, in the playoffs. You've got the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics going on right now. Uh, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Celtics up 24-16. to 16. And then you have game seven between the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. He is a former BYU assistant basketball coach. Helps us on the jazz coverage here on the Zone Sports Network as well. Also dialed in to Boston Celtics basketball. He's our good friend Tim Lacombe. Tim, I bet uh, you're liking the start of this game thus far. Yeah, it's great to see. Um, you know, I'm not a diehard Celtics guy, uh, you know, by nature, uh, like I am Red Sox, but um, my relationship with Danny Ainge over the years has made me uh, uh, certainly pull for him. Well, and uh, they're playing great right now. Our guy Sam uh, is a big yeah, Celtics guy. Yeah, my boy guy. Sam is like Celtics. Yeah, <laughs> my son is a nut about it. How you been, buddy? How are things? Thanks for jumping on with us today. You bet, man. Things have been good. Um, just, you know, trying to navigate this crazy world we live in and um, feel like we're all doing the best we can. Well, something that's been a bit of good news, uh, depending upon whether you have a rooting interest or not, the Nuggets have been really interesting to watch. What do you make of what they're doing and how they're doing it? Well, I think, uh, you know, it all starts with kind of a, a vision, and, and I think, Malone's done a great job of just bringing a group of guys together um, and really challenge them to, to play hard. Uh, and then, then I think you've got two exceptional talents in uh, in Jokic, who's just been phenomenal. I mean, he's so fun to watch. And uh, and then Murray, you know, kind of the run Murray's put together. Um, I was talking with David Locke one afternoon about uh, about the Nuggets when Jazz were playing him, and he's on his way down the canyon and. Um, he kind of has the same feeling I do. I, I've always been a Murray guy. I just think he's um, anybody can score that easily in that many different ways. Certainly, I got a place, and, and he's done a great job. So it, it's been that, and then just a bunch of you know pieces that you kind of plug in there with guys like Millsap and um, <clears throat> and and Jeremy Grant, Tory Craig. I mean, they've done a done a great job of building that team. Uh, with a bunch of guys that that played, you know, definitive roles. Tim, on the other side of that particular series, how on earth have the Clippers, that team, let this Nuggets team hang around for a Game 7? You know, it's interesting. I've actually, I actually thought that because it seemed to me like they were just toying with them, you know, that it wasn't even really a contest early on. And, And then I think that's just kind of how karma works, man. You you allow a team to, to hang around, you give them a little bit of hope, but I've been pretty surprised about at times the, the Clippers have looked fairly disinterested at different times in different games, even to the point where, you know, I, I watch Kawhi and he, if you just watch him on the offensive glass, he, he's a totally different guy there. He's not, he doesn't go every time um, kind of just watching, 
them kind of stand around a little bit. So I think it's been a combination of Denver kind of getting, to, you know, this great thing going and, and getting some momentum. And also the Clippers probably thinking, regardless of what they do, we're going to win the series. And I mean, they got their hands full with, uh, with the team that's already kind of come through that circumstance once before. You know, you bring up a point there in all of that discussion that is fascinating to me, Tim, and that is the the the, the mix of physical talent with mental capability. And I, you've probably seen this time and time again with teams through the years, the, the mixture of that and how what effect it has on results, on individual games, on a season success. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think I think it's um, you know there there are two things that you you need to be really really successful, but I think you can get by, and I think it goes for not just athletics, sports, basketball, whatever, but probably life. Um, you see a ton of talented people that um, really have kind of ridden on their talent, and you know the work ethic and kind of that determination, the mental fortitude is a whole other piece of it, and. Um, and that's why it's pretty interesting to watch this stuff from a, you know, actually avidly watch it. This is now year, um, year one and a half for me. I guess I got to kind of see the end of the, the end of the season last year in the playoffs from a different lens where I wasn't constantly thinking about our own team. And then this year I've just totally took it in. Um, but you do really appreciate when I, when someone has the combination of, unbelievably talented and then that work ethic drives them to become more talented and and then that mental toughness is it's just uh man it's something that if you could bottle and sell you'd be a millionaire uh many times over but it is it's definitely as important when you get to the elite level as as the talent itself Got a two-part question for you, Tim, regarding the Houston Rockets and Mike D'Antoni. One, where would be a good fit for D'Antoni's next stop? And two, what does Houston do from here? What do you think? You know, I think D'Antoni's, he's a system coach. Um, and I think that regardless, you know, his his style of play is unique. You go back to his time with the Suns and kind of, Really, in my mind, he, he helped kind of revolutionize and help get the game at a faster pace and, and really rely more on skill, um, really reward guys who can shoot it. And spacing became really kind of in vogue, um, you know, and I think D'Antoni was on the front end of that. Regardless of, of you know, perfect situation for him, I, I think more than anything, just if he can have some sort of say or control over the roster, I think would be most important thing. Um, Houston, where do they go from here? I don't know. It's to me, it seems like um, they went through a period uh, late in the regular season, uh, you know, in the bubble where I mean they were playing amazing basketball, um, and um, I just come back to you know so many people have said that, and Kobe actually I saw a clip from Kobe saying he just didn't think there was a way that a team could win a championship playing that style, and particularly. A guy like Harden who dominates the ball as much as he does. Um, that was obviously well before you had Westbrook to the, the equation. And I just think – I just don't know if that team, at the end of the day, I just don't like the way that ultimately it's constructed. I don't know that you can have um, that strong a personality who's now aging and kind of becoming uh, 
you know, almost more of a liability in luck in some respects. I still highly respect his game, but talking about what you said, Gordon, the, the mental aspect of the game seems to kind of get lost with him from time to time. He loses focus. So I think that's their biggest issue is trying to figure out how in the world they're going to manage that situation. Um, but I'll tell you a name I'd like to see try it is, is Billy Donovan. I think Billy Donovan is is a guy who maybe could help that situation. I'm a big fan of his and know he'll land on his feet somewhere. But um, that's kind of my thought on that, you know, with the Rockets at this point. Tim, I was reading a story earlier today that uh, supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, Danny Ainge and Pat Riley hate each other's guts. Does that come into play? That. Does that come into play? If that's true, whether it's true or not, does that come into play in the, in a in a conference finals where the emotion, uh, negative emotion toward one another, does <laughs> does that help or hurt, or does it not matter? Uh, I think at that level, it's probably you know if, if it's true. I mean, the more kind of angst you had toward, at least from, speaking from my experience, the more angst you have towards someone on the other side, an opponent or something, I think it's more of a distraction than anything for that mm. person. But I don't see that playing in at all to, to, you know, how the Celtics, I think Danny's actually distanced himself pretty well and just kind of let, you know, this thing um, go. And then Brad's just, you know, I think Brad, one of the great coaches we have today about managing not just the on-court stuff, but I think he's got his – I think he's got a pretty good handle on every part of that organization. This is uh, this is a quote uh, apparently from Pat Riley from a while back. Uh, quote: Danny Ainge needs to shut the bleep up and manage his own team. He was the biggest whiner going when he was playing, and I know that because I coached against him. <laughs> nice. Did you did you ever, did you ever coach against anybody you couldn't stand? Oh, no, I coached guys I couldn't stand, though. No, I'm just joking. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and it got to more, got to be more, you know, especially in league where you see these guys year in and year out. I had so much respect for Della Vadova, but, man, I hated that kid's guts. Um, but I, I think that's a sign of respect, and I think that's probably what this is on both sides, really. Our friend Tim Lacombe is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, mixing in a jazz question. Tim, what do you think about their return to play in the bubble, specifically their playoff run and what you're taking from this season? Um, you know, I think takeaways, the the bubble experience is, was one of a kind, you know, nothing we've ever seen before. Uh, I think the jazz went down there and, and handled business in terms of, you know, finishing off the regular season, um, you know, in a decent way. I think the playoff, uh, obviously the loss was a disappointment, particularly being up 3-1. But um, I look at it and say that really I think we've always kind of thought we had a star in Donovan. I think the star was born. You know, I think that's really what this this run or this season will be about. I think Donovan taking that, and it's a huge step from being good to great. Um, and I think that he – I think he earns earned that accolade by the way he kind of led that thing. Um, his his games at times were the shots he was making, the timely plays he was making. It was like watching you know uh, a young up and coming guy that you know you look back on. Um, I remember watching Kevin Durant for instance, and 
in college, and I'm not comparing the two, but you know, I kind of watched a breakthrough game where he had probably had eight or nine threes. And, uh, that's just more more to me. What what came out of the bubble is is Donovan's kind of um, hey, I'm I'm not messing around. I'm I'm on the scene, and I think that that was really a positive thing. Uh, yeah, going forward, obviously got a lot of things that they've got to address. Um, I think in trying to keep get more versatile. Uh, you know, defensively took a step back, and I know that's not acceptable probably in the organization. I still contend that, you know, and again, you know, everybody's dealing with injury, but I think this team was built right. Um, I loved Bojan, and I thought he was a, a crucial piece in being gone because I think more than anything, he's, he kind of stems those around. He's not going to help you a ton defensively, but sometimes it's about being able to to stem the tide on a run and the Jazz kind of went uh, a couple of games there against Denver where they could not, um, you know, they couldn't, they had leads and they couldn't hold on. And I think Bojan would have helped them do that. So, and then I love the acquisition of Clarks, and I thought that was terrific. Um, but where they go moving forward, uh, that's going to be really fun to sit back and watch. Tim, one uh, one final thing for me is uh, what? Uh, so, so if you were going to make a prediction for the NBA Finals, who who makes it in and who wins it all? I think it's Lakers Celtics. Um, I think that I, I'm even doubting my own self because you know I told my son we were watching a bunch of playoff games and uh, early on, and I just watching the Lakers and it's I, I just don't know if this team's built for it. I think two things happened. I think. You know, they they kind of got challenged, got beat, and got punched in the mouth, and that's always something you respond with, you know, kind of ferocity, or you or you bow down, and they certainly responded, you know, in the right way. But I think the key thing for them was getting Rondo back. Um, as crazy as as you know, Rondo to me, he just is kind of the straw that sort of stirs the drink, and you just watch all the little things he does to help his team win. So I think it's going to be Lakers-Celtics. Um, and I'm actually going to say that the Young Celtics win it. That's right. going to be my prediction. All right. There you go. So, Tim, last thing for me, I want to know, I've been seeing all these uh, talented musical groups doing these kind of Zoom concerts or whatever. I want to know when the Party Hounds are going to be live. <laughs> you know what? We, we're going to save ours. I've already got the, you know, my little thing got canceled so. We're coming out of that. We're going to have our own show. We're going to do something live because I, I don't know that we're good enough to pull off Zoom. Um, I think you got to be there. It's got to be just loud enough where you say, are these guys really that good or is it just kind of acoustics? Um, my thought is the show will now be called Release the Hounds. I like it. The Hounds have been, they've been pooped up. They have been. We all need to get out and, and roam. Well, let you let the dogs out. You let me know where and when, brother. <laughs> hey, I promise you guys will be on. I know Gordon won't show because <laughs> it's not, you know, I, I'm not on the A list. As I found out, I'm not even in his phone. <laughs> we did find that out the other day, didn't we? You are there, but you're just a number. <laughs> Who in the world is Udo? Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we will make sure you guys know, and we'll have a grand old time. Well, Tim, it's great to hear your voice. Appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks for helping us digest this NBA playoff. Game 7 should be fun tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks.
That's our friend Tim Lacombe, uh, former assistant basketball coach at BYU, and he helped us a lot this year with uh, Jazz pre, half, and post. And overall, just great dude who uh, it's fun to talk basketball with. You know, he was talking about watching a game with his son. Wouldn't that, if you're a kid, wouldn't that be just f- tremendous to watch a professional basketball, a playoff game with a dad who is who is a coach? who has that kind of knowledge to pass on to you, I, that that must be really cool. I'm not so sure I would call Sam a kid still, but, yeah, I think the same principle. How old, how old is he? Well, Sam's probably, what, 19 or 20? But he's been this has been going on for years, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, obviously Sam got his, his uh, basketball and Celtics passion from his old man. Uh, but, yeah, to your point, I'll, I'll say this, Gordon, uh, sitting here with not only uh, Coach Lacombe but Coach Chiesa during the Jazz season and, and watching the games with them was incredibly educational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. If it comes down to the Lakers and the Celtics, man, you talk about being taken back in time to the, uh, to the 80s. Man, you just hope they both can lose. <laughs> That's what it always comes back to with you, Jake. Isn't it? Who you hate the most and who you hate the least. Well, in this case, you're you're getting some sort of uh, nostalgia from it, Gordon, and I don't want that to happen. So, <laughs> so go Heat and go Clippers. You don't want to you want a trip down memory lane. I don't want to be stuck talking about Magic First Bird for the entire. Oh, okay, final. but who who which of those two teams would you least like to see win? The Lakers. The Lakers or the Celtics? Mm-hmm. Both. <laughs> I know, but who who gets the edge? Oh, let's see. The Lakers, because I know more Lakers fans, and I want to see their teams lose. Man, you are just like Jake. I, I, I do not understand who I'm working with and why you guys are filled with so much negative energy. We're called humans. <laughs> We're called sports fans. You're going to root against... Because you're going to root against the Lakers because you have a lot of friends who are Lakers fans. I don't have a lot of friends who are Lakers fans. I'm talking to Austin. Yeah, and, and they're the least informed sports fan I know, yeah. They still think that uh, Shaquille O'Neal is on their team. And Pass. actually, I know. Yeah, but if he were on their team, how good would he be, Austin? <laughs> well, he's, an all- <laughs> he's the best at his position of all time, right, Jake? I actually only know... Well, most dominant, yes, but best, no. I actually only know two Lakers fans, PK and Gordon. <laughs> we're not Lakers and fans. And I'm rooting against both of you, actually. Yes, we're, we're I not, am rooting against are, both of you. We are not Lakers fans, neither one of us. Uh, that's not how I read the situation. You're more so you're Lakers re- fans than Boston Celtics fans. True. You're, 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 you're reading it wrong. I don't think so. I've worked with you both for an incredible amount of time. That you are assigning, you're assigning stuff that bounces around within your own brain. You're denying stuff that's true. It's it's all right. So I've, never, I've, never, I've, I've never, I've never, go Lobos. I've never been a Lakers fan. Uh, never, not a single day of my life. So I'm rooting against the Lakers, but also against the Celtics. And that is because why? Because Gordon Hayward. Oh, no, I just don't really like the Celtics. L-A-K-E-R-S. I don't like most teams from Boston, if not all teams from Boston. But I don't like New- I don't like teams from New York either. The only team from, little- uh, from New York that I actually like are the Islanders. That's it. And they're actually pretty good this year. Yep. All right. Is, uh, who's uh, Alema rooting for? Alema, who are you rooting for in the playoffs in the NBA? What finals do you want to see? 
Well, I'll tell you, the, the, you know, at the risk of interrupting a pretty entertaining discussion here, there's a couple of things. And, and as you know, I do have a little bit of a background in counseling these days, having gone back and got uh, gotten a <laughs> you degree do. in that. And yeah. as I'm reading, as I'm reading this conversation, I feel a very human element from from certainly from from Jake from Austin and and uh, there's a good chance I'm not going to declare that you're a sociopath with no feelings but you could be an <laughs> android I mean uh, possibility just a robot um, and we'll have, to, we'll have to check that but uh, for me for me I have some friends uh, I have a, a good friend who is a Lakers fan and he's a fine individual I mean I he's he's not the the crazy lunatic just over the top ridiculous as you know Austin would would indicate uninformed right just this uneducated sports fan that is cheering <laughs> for the Lakers this guy is sound um and reasonable and so you know that being said because the Lakers are in the western conference um I'm going to go for the Lakers to win the world championship over the Boston Celtics I'm picking Clippers uh, I over just, the I, heat. I, I, Okay. So, Alum, I just need to ask you, as you're doing your counseling, have you ever turned to your have you ever turned to your client slash patient and said, you know, you're like an android. You're like an automaton. No, but I have this. This actually did happen. I once turned to a client and I said, you're like a Gordon Monson. <laughs> and we got to fix you quick. Well, <laughs> you're really you're broken, no man. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right, Alema, let's talk that, about let's talk about TridayTrading.com. Yeah, talk, talk a little bit about something that has some logic involved Agreed. in TridayTrading.com, and um, you know what? What a a great um, journey this has been for me over the last couple of years, learning more about Triday Trading and what that was. Because when I first got into it, I didn't really realize what day trading was and if that that was different from anything else that was going on and so uh, you know a lot of it was the educational side of it and the beautiful thing about Triday Trading uh, and this group is their willingness to truly educate the people that get involved in the program which includes me and I had a great coach his name is Jared still my coach today and I'll go back to him when I'm kind of losing my my uh um you know my way a little bit and try to you know start getting a little prideful and wayward um and stop you know you know paying attention to the proprietary indicators that are there to help me um but tri-day trading has been just a huge blessing for me because it's allowed me to start to do something for myself for my future and whether you're looking to supplement income replace income or you're looking at retirement i encourage you to give tri-day trading a, a try uh, go to TridayTrading.com, and right now we have a 30-day trial for just $10. And you can go to the website, TridayTrading.com, and you can sign up for one of the webinars. We have them every single day. And right there is, is where you start. You start with questions. You start with the information. You start with the education. And after six weeks of training, when you become uh, involved in the program, then you're on your way. You get a demo account, and you get to trade using Triday Trading's money keep up to 80% of the profits. And, and hopefully that's enough to just kind of get you interested and go to the website. It's trydaytrading.com. Uh, go and join us here at trydaytrading.com. Thank you, Alema. Trydaytrading.com, trydaytrading.com. Don't look now. Miami is taking the lead, 47-44.
uh, just keeping an eye out. Uh, they they trailed by at least 10, and now three minutes and 30 seconds left to go in the second quarter. We'll keep you up to date on playoff basketball. We'll get to uh, drop of the day coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Wanted a little Billy Joel. Welcome on back. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, walking songs. Still have a chance to get your request in now at Austin Horton. It's time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds Various Clips. This one is from a Zoom class. All right. A student is late. And here's the setup because I have not heard this. So this is how Austin's <laughs> told me to set this up. All right. The student is late. And in the comments, she said, sorry, guys, I'm late because blank. And she left it blank. She just put blank. No, she she wrote what it was. Ah, I told you blank so that so that it would set up the the delivery. Okay, all right. Because so then they asked her to say it out loud. I see. All right, let's get to it. On the screen and say that you're present. And make sure your video's on. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Well, okay. So you said you're walking your chicken. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> She was walking her chicken. Good for her. It, it does a body good to take a walk with a chicken. I mean, I always did. And, uh, I, you know, I, it, it, it just it makes you, it puts a little bounce in your step, you know? It just feels good to watch your chick just sort of, you know, bobbing along there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I used to do that all the time. Well... I did until big dumb Huey's dog uh, got my chicken. How often do you take a chicken for a walk? Because if it's more than once in their lifetime, you're doing <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> I used to take my chicken out every once in a while. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd walk it around the block. I'd, some one time, I I think I told you, I took it over to the to the school gym, and uh, that was a mistake because everybody there started chasing my chicken. And, you know, my chicken was scared by that, and I was trying to protect it and uh, get in the way. But uh, people are just attracted to chickens. Do, do you take <laughs> a chicken for the walk because then it's better eating later? Or why do no, you? No, it's a pet. No, they're it's not. A, they're, for mine was a pet. No, they're not. It, it was a pet. Unless a lemon's yeah. right and you are a sociopath. Uh, you don't have chickens <laughs> as a pet. How? Mine was a pet chicken. I bought it a five and dime. It was dyed, uh, uh, kind of a greenish blue color, and it uh, it was a pet. Uh, I mean, I didn't buy. For. I didn't buy the chicken to eat it, to grow it up, and then eat it. That's not. I wasn't on a farm, 
I was in a suburb, and I bought my chicken, brought it home, and, uh, you know, fed it and raised it up, and then uh, met an unfortunate demise. I I didn't realize you had dyed it. That's not okay. I didn't die. It came died. Isn't uh, taking it out for a walk what ultimately le- led to its demise? Would you yes. made a different decision than that? Uh, had you do it to do over again? Well, yeah, I didn't. I would if I'd known my chicken was going to get eaten, I wouldn't have taken it out on a walk. But I, I figured, you know, I mean, I didn't know that someone was going to let their dog out, and then oh, that was. I, I'm telling you. What was I? I was like in third grade or something, and it still affects me. Well, we'll see. It, it, people from time to time will let their you know pets out, like dogs. <laughs> so that's normal. You letting your chicken out for a walk ain't. Was it on a <laughs> leash of some sort? No. Uh-uh. Well, that's just reckless. No. This is on you. I... Uh... Oh, come on. I took that chicken on countless walks, and only once did a dog get loose and eat it. Who's walking who if there's no leash? Yeah, if you've got a, <laughs> if you got a leash, that chicken probably lives. Uh, well, yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I could have I gotten to it quicker, and uh, then I could have fended off Huey's dog. Well, you're mad at Huey's dog for not being on a leash? Well, I... I Think you should well, have Huey let unbelief. the dog out of the house as I was walking by. Well, again, if you had it on a leash, you could have hustled that chicken out of the way. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I could have. But I wanted my chicken to roam free. Hmm. Want to remind you to join us at the warehouse coming up on Friday from 2 to 6. Uh, the brand new Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. If you've never, those of you who have never walked a chicken just don't know, as a kid especially, how much fun that is. Try it sometime. I'm no, not. Go out, buy a chicken, walk it. I'm not going to. That's not happening. <laughs> Try it with some butter. All right. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Ooh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Friend, you chest a trailer requesting the uh, Dire Straits walk on by walking songs for a total request Tuesday, 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Seems kind of fun. The walking songs? Yeah. Yep. Sometimes it's good to just walk them. Fact. <laughs> Wait, did he request did he request walk on by? Because I'm playing Walk of Life by oh. Dire Straits. Walk of Life, is that is what there this is another called? one? No, no, this oh, is okay. it. Saw Mark Knopfler Sorry. in concert about a year ago. I didn't know Mark Knopfler was still with us. He is still with us. How's he doing? He sounds the same. 
Actually, we had a good time at the concert. We went uh, with uh, our friends, the Reinhardts, uh, John and Ashley, of course, uh, Reinhardt of the John of the Stars fame. Who's dropping uh, names now, huh, Gordon? No, I, uh, we had a yeah. good time. Hey, John's friend of the show. Uh, but I'll, here, I'll, I'll give you the review on the concert. Like, he played a bunch of stuff that nobody could possibly care about and held off all the Dire Straits stuff until the very, very end. It was actually the complete opposite of uh, Foghat, where they played Slow Ride at the beginning and the, the rest of the stuff. So I don't know which I preferred less, actually. <laughs> Sounds like you had a great time. If you go see a one-hit wonder, do you want him to play the one-hit? Not that the Dire Straits were one-hit wonders per se, but I think you get what I'm saying. Would you rather have him play the hit at the beginning or the end? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Well, if he play if he plays it at the beginning, then you can leave. Yeah, but you just spend all that money. You don't want to just leave a concert one song in. But you spent all the money knowing he only had one hit. That's true. But That's you're hoping for a better night of entertainment, right? You're hoping at least at least you've got that hope when you're waiting for the pop songs at the end. It's it's so interesting to watch artists and bands when they they know the audience wants to hear the hits, right? And yet they they insist upon inserting a bunch of songs nobody wants to hear. Also, what's, to sell up, records. what's up with all these musicians that hate their hit songs? Yeah, that despises it. You know that song uh, "I'll Be." It's really cheesy and schmaltzy, and by Edwin McCain, "I'll Be Your Crying Shoulder." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. he he. That's a, a terrible song, but he made a great point once in a live recording of it. He said, "People ask me all the time, don't you hate the song?" And he said, "That's like walking by your framed lottery ticket in your house and going stupid lottery ticket. You don't <laughs> hate the thing that got you there." Well, see, I, I here's the thing, I get why they hate it. But it doesn't make it so they don't have to play. It's not about you. It's about the, the people who paid to see your music. So I get that you've played it 40 zillion times. Okay, okay. That uh, that you're just, you know, once you probably loved it when you wrote it and thought this is the coolest thing ever. And then now it's just like almost a caricature of itself. I see, yeah. Where you're just almost like a, uh, uh, like a, a performing clown, you know what I mean? Yeah, a human jukebox. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and you're like Play slow right again. And you probably in your mind think I've written 50 better songs than this. 50 at least. And then so then they try to ram those songs that they think are better right down your throat when they're not. And think, yet the irony is you are who you are cuz of that song. You hate. Right. But take now you understand why uh, when you picked Three Dog Night, I told you I don't like Joy to the World. Now you know what. Now you can relate to it. Now you understand. Except for you're hearing it, they're actually playing, <laughs> which makes it worse. Well, right? which it makes it much more frequent. <laughs> no, you not heard... in the day. Not back in the day. Joy to the World was played every two minutes. Over a couple of a couple of months, and you got tired yeah. of it. Chuck Negron has played that time ten, that song ten thousand times over the past what forty years. You're suggesting, Gordon, that you've heard "Joy to the World" more than Chuck Negron has, huh? Uh, probably. No. I doubt it. And by the way, I've seen Chuck Negron and Three Dog Night in concert, and they still play it and and belt it out like their heart was in it. That's like me saying I've heard the Casey Kasem story more than you have, Gordon. No, but he he wasn't listening to the radio 
all the times that I was as a kid, as a youngster, he lived as a it. young person. How are you comparing he, yourself to this? He lived it, but he didn't have to listen to it. Yes, I had to listen did. to it. Of course he had to listen to it. He's not deaf. Yeah, but he did, he did turn the radio, and I couldn't because you don't when you're a He's kid. He's playing it. How could he turn the radio? He's playing it's a recording. It. It's a recording. He's not All hearing the times it. He's in concert. Is in what concert. Jake and I are yes, or, I know. Or I know that. Or whatever. I know. I know what you're Jake saying. realizes the radio's not live. <laughs> How are they playing this on I, two stations at once? I know that. I'm just saying that I listen to it an awful lot. That's all. Well, I, I don't compare your circumstance to rock <laughs> rock band legends that have to play their hits over and over again. No, I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not drawing a comparison here. But I agree with you, Jake. I, 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 I can understand why they get tired of it because they have played it so many times. In fact, many, many times I've been at a concert and I think, man, he really or she, whoever, really played that song with great energy considering they've done it a thousand times you know i mean i get that i understand that you still got to do it though because the the audience is paying to come see that song or whatever yeah. songs yeah and and, and, and if like, they don't play it everyone's going to be mad right i've seen crosby stills and nash once in my life and they didn't play sweet judy blue eyes i went there for like three songs and that was the main one and they didn't play it that's disappointing. A, that's not one of their top five requests. Though. Sweet that's, Judy Blue Eyes? Is it? That's, it's got to be like number one, right? Really? I don't know if it's number one, but it's obviously one what of What would biggest. be number one? I don't know. That's, I'm a little out of my league. I shouldn't You know what song I'm it. talking about, right? The the Alvin and the Chipmunks one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
there have been a lot of people, including myself, that have been starting to look at, like, how do I get control, take control of my financial future? And this is one of the ways that, that I've been able to do that for me. Got involved with Tri-Day Trading about two years ago. Uh, my good friend Ryan Van Dorn introduced me to the program. And I started to learn. I asked questions. And, and right now is a perfect time to get involved because if you have any questions or inklings that, that you know day trading might be something that you could get into, right now there's a 30-day trial for just $10. We have webinars on our website every single day available during the work week, Monday through Friday. And all you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com for that. Here's the cool thing about it. If you want to take control of your financial future, this is something that you can do on your own time, whether you do it in the morning or a different time during the day. And you can do that while you still have your regular job. You can supplement your income. Eventually, I, a lot of our coaches that work with us as Tri-Day Trading started off doing that just part-time, and then it became their full-time job. And now they also coach uh, as part of what they do with try day trade or with try or with day trading, excuse me. So here's the thing: is you can do that supplement, you can replace, and you can build your retirement. Which is, you know, my goal is to be able to set some money aside, make some money, and continue to build that. And they allow you to learn how to do it with the program at Try Day Trading. So go to TryDayTrading.com for more information. 30-day trial right now, just ten dollars. All the information available on the website. And you can jump on one of those free webinars uh, every day, Monday through Friday. We've got at least one of those webinars available. TryDayTrading.com. Join me at TryDayTrading.com. I can see now, Alema, uh, day trading with the right hand, pulling a fresh batch of cornbread out of the oven at the left. <laughs> I know I like you. Yeah. My proprietary cornbread um, a recipe and my proprietary indicators for my tri-day trading. That's what I I'm saying. It. That's what I'm saying. Thanks, Alema. We appreciate you. You bet. See you, buddy. That's our friend, Alema Harrington. Check it out. Make some extra money. Trydaytrading.com. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 at The Zone. Wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. As uh, Leonard Skinner once said, Gordon, Tuesday's gone with the wind. Uh, don't bring up the wind. Oh, yeah, People that's, are, that's probably know. true. That's probably yeah, not true. As you know, that's still sort of a sore spot for a lot of folks around here. But uh, it is. Uh, we're on our way. We're halfway through September. Can you believe it? No, I can't. Time seems to be going at a crawl, but yet flying by at the same time. It's yes, well said. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we have NBA basketball to talk about tomorrow. We'll have the Western Conference Finals set, Gordon, which will be uh, fun to break down and see uh, what we've got. If it's the favorites, the L.A. school or schools, the L.A. franchises, or maybe Denver pulls off an upset. You seem to be more confident about that than me. I'm not really confident about it. I have no idea how this thing is going to go. But the fact that Denver has the mental character and wherewithal to have fought back the way it has is certainly capable of winning. And so uh, I, I wouldn't bet on this either way. But uh, the only reason you want the Clippers to win is because you think they'll put up a better fight against the Lakers. I think it'll be a better series, yeah. And I want the star power. I want, I want Kawhi v. LeBron. I think that'd be awesome in a Western Conference Finals. I mean, the last time we saw them play each other in a playoff setting was uh, Spurs v. Uh, Heat, right? 
Hmm. Back in the finals when the Spurs won it, LeBron's last year in Miami. Yeah. Those those yeah. Spurs Heat series were epic. Both of them were really they good. They were. They were. You're right. So that's yeah. what I'm rooting for. I want to see Kawhi v. LeBron. I want to see the best of the best go head to head. And I think those two are the best players in the league right now. Can I address something real quick? Uh-oh. Unky Ben tweet, uh, tweets in. He says, when Gordon walked his chicken, did he cross any roads? I did cross some roads. Unky Ben <laughs> is hereby excommunicated. My my chicken did not lay it on the line, though. Hmm. Well, Gordon, uh, I hope your memories of your long-lost chicken haven't made you too sad to enjoy the evening. <laughs> I think I'll be all right. Good. I'll find a way. I'm worried I'll find a way. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'll talk to you. But I, after, after my chicken died, I, I couldn't eat fried chicken for uh, about a month or two. Is that all? I would have eaten the chicken. Yeah. Would have wrestled it away from the dog and fried what the fried the carcass. <laughs> you are so I mean. would have plucked it and then fried it <laughs> and enjoyed every second. Finger well, looking good. Uh, yeah, Huey's dog seemed to enjoy <laughs> enjoy it quite a bit. You have Imagine a good... being eaten alive. That would be horrible. Oh man! On that note, Gordon, you have a good <laughs> good evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, all right. See you later. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.